It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Clint Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. We got some weird things going on this Friday. I it, it includes goats. No, you heard right. Goats. Hang on. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I mentioned goats, didn't I? Yeah, okay. So here's what's been going on. I just wanted to make sure it was actually going to happen before it did. Later on this morning, there's going to be goats in the studio. Baby goats. I know, we'll have to get an explanation from Miss Mary on this, but it had to do with a story and goat therapy. Yeah, I, I know. It's early in the morning. You haven't had your coffee. You're rubbing your eyes still. Did the guy in the radio just say goat therapy? Yes. And so this lady who does this is bringing goats to our studio. I know it's radio. How are you going to see this? Well, we also have... Our Wake Up Wyoming webpage, we have uh, Facebook, you know, that we're on, we're on YouTube, Uh, there's a TikTok page for Wake Up Wyoming, you'll be able to see this in many different ways. If you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, things like that will be appearing there with pictures and so on. As these therapeutic goats come walking around, now I had the, one of the first things I said to Miss Mary was, well, what happens if they start to pee and poop all over the station? Oh, don't worry. The lady who's bringing them will have diapers on them. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, that just makes us even better, doesn't it? Okay, so little baby goats with diapers will be all over the place. Now, the only point, the only, look, I, I appreciate what, what Miss Mary's doing. This is perfect. This is what I want my life to be. Things like this. The only mistake I let her know that she made was she went to the station manager and asked permission to bring the baby goats in. And he said, fine. He's a good guy. He's got a great sense of humor. He said, fine. I told her, no, that's not what you do. You just, before he he walks in the door, we just keep an eye out for when he pulls up. We just go into his office and put a baby goat in there and close the door and all go back to work. With a camera on somewhere to catch his reaction... When he walks through the door of his office, and there's some goat wearing diapers <laughs> in his office. See, you don't tell him. You just put the goat in there, and you wait till it happens. All right, so this is happening this morning, all right? I'll keep you posted on it. It's a little bit later on this morning. Let's see, did she send me a time on this? Uh-huh, did start? Uh, there's the home thing. Okay. Yeah, I just, just later on this morning. 
Uh, that's been like 920 or so, so a little bit later. You'll have to stick with me for a while on this. All right. Now, in the world of needless, useless drama, let me define that for you. If you read my book, The Uncomplicated Life, one of the things I pointed out is toxic people. And there's different kinds of toxic people for different reasons, but you don't need to identify all of them. Just keep in mind, there are people out there who there's constant chaos around them, and they are the cause of it. And life doesn't need to be that way. And you can try everything you want to do. You can try to negotiate, appease, give false apologies, even though you're not doing anything wrong. I mean, just on and on it goes. Try to argue with them. Try to defeat them. It doesn't matter because they never change. Delete them from your life. And when you do that, you find yourself leading really just a wonderful life. I am. The the past... uh, Geez, since I moved to Wyoming, especially, has just been incredible. Just some amazing one day after the next. Because I got rid of toxic people in my life, and wow, things are just great. Imagine, though, if you're Elon Musk and you're working now at Twitter. Twitter is a lot like crystal meth. Because it's really fun to do, and Oprah's on it. I still don't understand that song, but I like it. Wait, I got another one that I'll play in just a second. But there's more drama at Twitter, and it looks like pretty much everybody's going to quit. Then there's this Twitter song. This is really good. You're no one if you're not on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blocked. You might as well not have existed. You might as well not have existed. Actually, that's a good one there. Yes. Okay, here's the headline. Remaining employees are quitting. Is Twitter about to implode? That's the headline. Story reads, I don't think we're about to see Twitter implode, but if you're on Twitter this right about now, there are a lot of people suggesting everyone who is at work has just quit. Now, I don't know if it's everybody. Let's just say most everybody. Latest round of departures started yesterday. Elon Musk sent a remaining workforce email out there. It says, uh, story reads, earlier Wednesday morning, the world's richest man and newly installed CEO of Twitter emailed the employees with an ultimatum obligating them to commit to extremely hardcore work ethics or leave the company. Actually, I think that's reasonable. You're going to commit to the company and work hard or just don't even show up. I would say that should be true no matter what kind of job that you have, even if it's a job that you don't like. The purpose of a job is to make money. Profit is not a dirty word. The purpose of a job is to make money so you can put a roof over your head and food in your belly and clothes on your back. And if you have a family, take care of them too. So for that to happen, the company has to be successful. So even if it's a job you don't particularly like, show up. Give it everything you got to make sure the company is successful. Musk argued that Twitter must be ready for a more increasingly competitive world, and therefore employees must be ready to give more. CNN correspondent Donnie O'Sullivan provided a screenshot of Musk's email. In it, Musk wrote, Going forward, 
to build a breakthrough, Twitter 2.0, and succeed in an increasingly competitive world, we will need to be extremely hardcore. This will mean working long hours at high intensity. Only exceptional performance will constitute a passing grade. Now, again, I don't think he's asking anything here that any company shouldn't ask. You want your company to be successful. Well, you're going to have to show up early, stay late, give it everything you got to make sure that your company stays on top. It's not like Twitter. Well, let's back off from it. For those old enough to remember, America Online. At one point, they were so big and nobody could even come close to competing with them. Now, I still have AOL just for mail. I don't use them for anything else. What happened to them? And and there's several other organizations out there that were really big at one time that aren't anymore. Even Facebook, as big as it still is. Increasingly, though, the younger generation just doesn't, just really doesn't um, hang around Facebook like the older generation does. After meeting, or mentioning, pardon me, what Twitter will become, much more engineer-driven, he gave his employees a choice to get on board with his ambitions or just leave. He added, if you're sure that you want to be part of the new Twitter, please click yes on the link below, adding anyone who has not done so by 5 p.m. tomorrow, Thursday, will receive three-month severance. So he's just basically asking, you know, get on board. Yes, this is like sending a love letter to somebody when you're in school. Uh, yeah, j- just to send somebody, you know, check yes or no, do you like me, like that country song says. I'm looking for something while I'm talking to you here. Let's add, aha, here we go. Okay, I got it set up. So uh, he said, are you on board? If you click yes, see you tomorrow. If not, I'll give you your severance pay. Thank you. So how many people will be left? We'll see. They'll pro- Do you want a job at Twitter? Because he's going to be hiring. Amy, it says you are trained in technology. That's very good. Are you adept at Excel? No. PowerPoint? No. Publisher? Not really. Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, Vine, Twitter, you know, the big ones. I'm surprised you didn't say Facebook. (laughs) That's for old people, like my parents. (laughs) That's funny. Well, Amy, when you're working for me, you have to have those kind of research skills because I'll send you things for you to comb through and get the answers and send them to me. So for that, you've got to be really good at technology. For stuff like that, no problem. I'll just ask Siri. Tell Siri I want you ready to go at 8 sharp each and every morning. I don't understand. What don't you understand? What you just said. You don't understand be ready to go? 8 like in the morning 8? Yes, in the morning. That kind of doesn't work for me. Who gets up at 8? I do. I Skype with my French boyfriend in Paris until like 3 in the morning. I don't even get to Starbucks until like 10 where I order my grande chai tea latte, 3 pumpkin milk, light water, 2% foam, extra hot but not too hot. So if it's okay, I work best in the morning at 10.45. Wow. Amy, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Why are you so negative? I can sense your hostilities and right now I am not feeling very safe. 
I've been here for over five minutes and the only nice thing you have said to me was nice resume, which I typed all night for this meeting with you. You've given me no guidance, no validation, no encouragement, no supervision. Is there an HR director somewhere? HR director? Yes, I need to speak to someone. I may have to take off today as a mental health day. Take today off? You, Amy, Amy, look at me. You don't work here. Are you firing me? Okay, yes. Four simple steps to being an adult. Pay your bills. Because if you got it, you probably needed it. So if you don't pay it, you're going to lose it. So pay your bills. Only keep a few close friends. Most are after to get what they need out of you. And once they do, they're gone. Always wear deodorant. You don't want to be the stinky guy or stinky girl in the elevator. Don't smoke meth. You follow all these, you'll do just fine. Hard work, work. Hard work. That's what they say. Hard work, work. Hard work. Have you missed your favorite talk? This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Six twenty-two is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, phone number to get involved: triple eight ninety-seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. And you can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. That's okay. Jim and Casper, I wouldn't give anyone severance pay. I just tell them bye and don't let the door hit you in the way I am. Uh... Rhiannon for danger. Goats are cool. The reason she's saying. Goats are cool if you missed it. Later on this morning, there's going to be baby goats in the studio wearing diapers. I'm happy to explain it all over again if you missed it. That's not a problem at all. But anyway, back to those Twitter employees. Hi, I'm Farrah McGrendelson. Will you be an angel for a helpless lib? Every day, innocent libs are ratioed, flamed, and even neglected. For just $8 a month, you can sponsor a liberal, providing them with a blue check, and more importantly, with hope. That's about the cost of one white chocolate low-whip almond milk latte light froth, or one gallon of gas. Call now. Your donation will provide identity verification, all the benefits of Twitter Blue, and a newfound sense of self-worth to a poor, needy lib. Plus, You'll receive a photo and regular updates from your sponsored lib. Everyone knows the only people worth listening to are blue checks. Don't let a lib become an absolute waste of a human being. Browse our database of needy libs today. Please act now, because due to inflation, $8 will soon be worth $4. And then you'll have to pay $16. Right now, there's a lib who's in need. And you can help. Don't wait. Every minute, more libs fade into obscurity. And even though they are definitively rich enough to pay it for themselves, their liberal worldview dictates that you should be the one to shoulder the burden. It's the compassionate thing to do. I want it! I want it! It's okay. Elon Musk can't get you here. You're going to stay verified. Look at what you're doing to her, Elon. Yeah, and all those poor Twitter employees. I watched some videos that they posted themselves 
Oh, minus, oh, wow. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis. Minus 10 right now. Yeah. And where I'm at, it's minus 1. I've seen minus 8 in a few areas. My sister's like 56 degrees. She went for a morning walk and had to put like a hat on. Poor thing. Okay, but anyway, uh, so, so Elon Musk sent a, a memo out with a box on it that people could check. Yes, no. All right. And all he said was, "You really, Twitter needs to get up to speed, or the competition is going to eat us alive." And so you really need to commit. So if you're willing to work extra hard, maybe some long hours, if you're really willing to give it everything you got, check yes, and I'll see you tomorrow. If not, then um, you, you'll get some severance. Now, here's where Jim, who is a I was about to say Jim runs a business. No, Jim, your business runs you. But anyway, he said he would just tell him bye and no severance, just get out. So I, I think really it's nice of Elon to do what he's doing, but basically you're either committed to this or you're not and bye. And then there's going to be a, still a lot of grumbling from the old guard there. This is why I say anyone out there who knows the tech world that would like a job, because I guarantee you there's some people who would love to work at Twitter. Now, the, the next thing that we got to figure out is what does Twitter end up looking like? Let's go back real quick to how the whole thing with Twitter started. This was back really before the era of the app had ever come around. And there wasn't really much in the way of things like Facebook or whatever. Now, let's say you grab your phone and you want to text one of your friends. Okay, but now you want to send that same message to several other friends. Boy, now you got to text each and every one of them individually? So Twitter, that was, it came up with a program. Yeah, Miss Mary, wasn't it like 4,000 people that didn't sign? Yes, Miss Mary, that's about the number. In fact, there's, it, it's a possible, we will see. It's better to, just to figure out how many people are left. Because remember, it was Elon who showed up and fired a bunch of people, first off, right off the bat, just got rid of a bunch of people. So if 4,000 or so people quit, that's pretty much everybody else. Right today, there's going to be a skeleton crew at Twitter. Not many people are going to be there. So the idea behind Twitter was that you can get on your phone and send a text message to everybody who's following you. And that was really the first time something like that had ever been done in the format that Twitter is. It was never meant to be a platform like you see it today, this big platform of debate and shared ideas and so on. And Now, because of that, of course, people get on there and argue with each other. That's what people do. They argue with each other, right? Which would have been fine as a free speech platform until Twitter decided to go so hardcore left-leaning that they started to edit people who they disagreed with, even block people. Shadow ban was another one. You can go ahead and post it. Not many people are going to see it, if anybody at all. And so they they really started in on, uh, I, I was just going to say editing, but even censoring at times. And the type of censoring they did was completely unfair. It was very one-sided. 
So that's what Elon Musk decided to clean up when he purchased the company. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, can he get people to, uh, with all these job openings now? How many people do you think would love to just go and uh, apply at Twitter and get a job like that working for Elon Musk? It's going to be interesting to see because right now, yeah, the doors of Twitter will be open today. But we're talking serious skeleton crew as to whoever does show up who wanted to keep their jobs, who want to work for Elon. We'll see. That's why I haven't signed up or re-signed my Twitter account yet. I'm just kind of waiting to see how this plays out. Local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming. On K2 Radio, got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name's Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, you might have heard yesterday... That the Wicked Witch of the West, Vlau Blucher, Nancy Pelosi, or to put it another way, look at you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. She's not going to seek any kind of leadership position anymore. She's kind of done. And she's reached the age where she's probably looking at retirement anyway, which she should have done a long time ago. I remember remember John Boehner. This, this really made me sick to my stomach, and I really mean made me just sick. When John Boehner was Speaker of the House, Pelosi had reached something like 25 years as a member of the House of Representatives, and he and she were friends. And so he had a little party for her where he stood up in front of a bunch of other representatives and gushed over her, talked about how wonderful she was and how good she was for the country. And she sat in the front row blushing Celebrating 25 years of her being in the House of Representatives. Nobody should be in the House that long. And why is the Republican speaker gushing over her? I just thought just for the fun of it, let's go back down memory lane a little bit. Things that Nancy Poo has said. Yeah, sometimes I call her Nancy Poo. Let's see. Nancy Pelosi quotes. Here's one. Building a wall would violate the rights of millions of illegals. It's not just our country, it's theirs too. She said that. Now, I'll read it again. Nancy Poo actually said, Building a border wall would violate the rights of millions of illegals. It's not just our country, it's theirs too. The answer, of course, is no, it's not. But it doesn't violate the rights, it's not their country. Next, she said, every month that we do not have an economic recovery package, 500 million Americans lose their jobs. Okay, how many Americans are in the country? Yeah, around 350 million. Okay. Every month that we do not have an economic recovery package, 500 million Americans lose their jobs, said Nancy Pelosi. And I love this one. It's almost... A false argument to say that we have a spending problem. Okay. <laughs> so does Congress have a spending problem, you think? And I mean Democrats and Republicans, but she actually said it's almost a false argument to say that we have a spending problem. 
Let's see. Uh, pays to have a nuclear bomb in your pocket. That's what she said. I, I, what was that in relation to here? Uh, plausible for over. Okay, that had nothing to do with actually a nuclear bomb itself, but okay. She said, let's talk about where a more serious structure might be necessary, where fencing will do or mowing the grass so that people can't be smuggled through the grass. That's something. No, I don't know what that was all about either. Okay. Oh, oh, here's one of her most famous ones. We have to pass the bill for you to find out what's in it. Yeah, you don't know what's in a bill. You get They get these massive spending bills that literally are a couple of feet tall. That's how many pages. They're like one or sometimes up to two feet tall. Massive spending bills. Well, what's in it? Well, we don't know. We have to pass it to find out what's in it. She said, forcing Trump to release his tax returns is one of the first things we'd do when Democrats get back into the House. She said, unemployment benefits are creating jobs faster than any other program. Whoa, stop right there. She actually said that unemployment benefits are creating jobs faster than any other program. She's one also who said that for every dollar of unemployment, that's two and a half dollars in the economy worth of economic activity. She actually said that. Nancy Pelosi said, I believe in natural gas as a clean, cheap alternative to fossil fuels. It's cheap and abundant uh, compared to fossil fuel. Really? Well, first off, there's no such thing as a fossil fuel, but I will go for an organic fuel. But when you are talking about what she's talking about, you mean coal, natural gases, and oil. And yet somehow, uh, natural gas is a clean alternative to... At some point, do you think maybe she was just, was she always this stupid or did she just get old and start losing her mind? She said, waiting longer in the emergency room will allow you to make new friends. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. So just some of the famous things that she had said over the years. And that's just the top 10 list of things. But also, she was one of the biggest government bullies ever out there. Now, she's not gone from the House of Representatives yet. She's just not going to seek any kind of leadership position. And then again, at her age, I wonder if she will continue to want to be a member of the House of Representatives. You know, some of these people stay until they die. And this is where no one should be a member of government for this long. It should never be a career move. 642 Wake Up Wyoming. This weather update. And local all across Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Talk to Frank Gambino. But the ice box is warmer than it is outside right now. Frank. Oh yeah, so, it's, uh, it was it was a little bit uh, yeah. out there this morning. Yeah, we got negative numbers here. I get numbers from around the area like minus nine, minus ten, depending on where you are. We're at like minus two, I think, right now, right here. So that's you know, not bad. That, no, no, we can. It's not bad because we're inside. No, no, I mean just it's not to, bad because it could be thirty <laughs> below. Yeah, that's true. At some point, though, it just gets so painful. What's the point anymore? What's the point of even keeping score? Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, what's the difference between one below and two below? 
Right. Uh, Tupelo, Mississippi? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, just so you know, I'm going to give you a heads up there. Later this morning, there will be baby goats wearing diapers. I, I read that, and I'm yeah. like, I nice don't, shot. I don't, A, I don't understand. Uh, neither do I, but that's B, okay. B, why yeah. are goats in our building? Yeah. B, why are goats in our building with diapers on? Okay. Now, I can explain the diaper part. Okay. Yeah, the first thing I did, when, of course, Miss Mary sets this up. Of course. Right? Yeah, of course. And uh, I said to her, but what happens if these little baby goats, see, people think we're kidding, Frank. We're not. This is happening today. What happens if the baby goats start to pee and poop all over the place? And they will. And so the lady who's in charge of them says, oh, they'll be wearing diapers. Really? Yeah. Now, here's the only mistake. Why don't I, we just leave the baby goats outside? Because it's minus two degrees out there. They can handle it. They yeah, got fur, right, yeah. don't they? So now here's the only mistake I think Miss Mary made in setting this whole thing up. She went to our station manager, Tom, and asked for permission to bring the baby goats in. And I said, no, you don't do that, Mary. We just wait until we see him showing up. We put a baby goat in his office and shut the door with some kind of a camera rolling in there. So we can all watch what happens live, you know, put it up on, you know, Facebook oh, oh, stream live or, it or something, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so everybody can watch his reaction as he just walks into his office and there's this goat wearing a diaper. <laughs> 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 you don't tell him that this is happening. You just let it happen. Yeah. In fact, most of the other employees of the building were I, her. I would have just not told anybody. Yeah. We're not laughing at you. We're no, laughing with exactly you. exactly right. Yeah. I, I honestly <laughs> think if you're going to do something like this, don't tell anyone. Just turn them loose in the building. <laughs> yeah. So we've turned the radio station into yes. a petting zoo. Exactly right. Yes. That's what's happening later on this morning. I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. All right. Men's college basketball today. The Wyoming Cowboys are in the Virgin Islands for the Paradise Jam Tournament. The Pokes are trying to rebound from a disappointing loss to southeastern Louisiana back on Sunday, 76-72, to drop them a 2-1 on the year. UW will take on Howard University at 115 this afternoon. Howard comes in at 2-3. and three. Cowboys will play either Drake or Buffalo on Sunday down there and the afternoon on Sunday afternoon. And this afternoon's game can be heard on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Women's college basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowgirls will host Denver University tonight in Laramie. Cowgirls will host uh, will be looking for their first win of the year after a road loss to North Dakota and then a home loss to Gonzaga. It'll be a 6.30 start from the AA tonight. Women's junior college basketball. 10th rated Casper College lost for the first time this year. 96-92 in overtime to Salt Lake City Community College at the Erickson Gym. It was a close, very entertaining game. Casper shot 45% from the field, but 8 of 30 from the three-point line. They were led by Julia Palomo with 25 and Sandra Frog Garcia had 21. Gasper ladies are 4-1. and one. They will host Western Nebraska tonight at 5.30 at the Erickson Gym. Casper College men will host the Impact Academy tonight at 7.30. Tomorrow, the Casper College women will play NJC at 4 p.m., and the men will take on the Utah Peaks Prep at 6 p.m. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys with a huge game tomorrow night in Laramie. They'll take on Boise State. Both squads are 7-3 and three overall, coming off wins last week. Boise is 6-0 and in Mountain West play, and the Cowboys are 5-1. and one. We'll see who gets the playing time at quarterback for the folks as Jaden Clemens came on and did a decent job against Colorado State last week, filling in for the injured Andrew Peasley, and UW will need every 
everything they can get in this game. They're two touchdown underdogs. Game time at 5 p.m. tomorrow from War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In pro football, the Denver Broncos will host the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Both teams have woefully underperformed this year. The Broncos are 3-6 and six after a 17-10 loss to Tennessee last week. The Raiders were beaten by Indianapolis last week, 25-20, so they're 2-7. and seven. And this is a pillow fight in the making. And the Buffalo Bills home game with Cleveland has been moved to Detroit due to the huge snow event that's happening right now in western New York. The Buffalo area is expected four feet of snow by the time this is all said and done. The Bills with former UW star quarterback Josh Allen has have struggled lately. Allen has thrown four interceptions in the last two games, so maybe playing indoors will help his accuracy. I had a perfect score this morning, by the way. Yes, at, so, at what? Okay, if you go into Miss Mary's office, as you know, they put a bunch of video games and other things like that in um, there. And you know the basketball thing, which has two hoops. Yes. Every morning I grab two basketballs and I throw them at the same time at both hoops. And you got both? At the same... Nothing but net first try. Whoa. See? Okay. You're, so, re- you're ready for the big leagues. I am ready. Uh, although I've seen a few people do the same thing backwards. So I wonder if I should. Well. They miss a lot, yeah. but eventually <laughs> they get it. That's the skill we all need, you and know. And then they shoot that as a video and post it as oh, if they got a first try, you know. Right. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on, look, I wasn't kidding about the goats. We're having goats later this morning. In diapers. Not kidding. Coming up on Local Business, News Time, Wake Up Wyoming. Interior Solution. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. Um, I, I'm just going to stop the music a second and <clears throat> get this out of the way. People think I'm kidding, but I'm not. There will be baby goats wearing diapers in the studio later on this morning. I Don't look at me. Ask Miss Mary. She's the one who set this up. It's going to be interesting. I I keep saying the only mistake she made is telling everybody else at the station that they were going to be here, especially the boss. I would have just put one in the studio. But we will have a lady here. Goat therapy is the thing. And she wanted to show up with the goat so we could see. We will have pictures for you guys on the Wake Up Wyoming site and on our social media as well. And for those people who use TikTok, there is a Wake Up Wyoming TikTok page now. So I've had a personal one for quite a while. But they decided that we needed one for the show. So there's one up there. That Most of it takes place in the studio, but that's there as well. But, yeah, as soon as the uh, baby goat thing happens this morning, I'll let you know all about it. Cause, and we'll be taking pictures and so on. No, not kidding. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. 
and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Minus three degrees where I'm at right now. Temperatures uh, in a lot of areas are in the negative numbers. Some of you slightly positive, but I know Cheyenne, I saw some people posting like minus nine. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis had like minus 10. Don Day will be on with his live weather discussion with me as he is every morning, 745. We'll talk about that. What's our exit strategy from this cold weather? I do have a story on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. Big shocker to people in Wyoming. As that snowstorm moved in, they did not close I-80. I know, right? People thought it was a mistake. Nobody went out onto the highway because they thought, no, they always close I-80. No, it stayed open the whole time. So I have to go back to the record books to find out when that happened. Because usually, winter storm coming, close I-80. Not this time for some reason. All right. Side story for you. Just really getting out, and because it's Saturday, way out into left field. From Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming Scrabble. Yeah, for people who love to play Scrabble. I never have been a game person. I've tried. But to sit down and play different kind of board games and so on, I just I just like sports. I'm just not into it. I'm sorry. But there are some Wyoming Scrabble groups out there. They are not pleased with changes to the official Scrabble dictionary. Here's the story. Some serious Wyoming board gamers are a little bit Hangry, it says with an H, over the latest official Scrabble dictionary. Wednesday's announcement that the Bible for Player popular word tile board whatever Scrabble game has about 500 new words. Oh, Miss Mary. Oh, Lord, I love Scrabble. Yeah, it doesn't surprise. Miss Mary loves board games. I'm sorry. I just have never been able to get into them, so I just quit. Well... Every so often, the official Scrabble Dictionary is updated, right? Barbara Peterson, organizer of Cheyenne Scrabble Club, a.k.a. the Word Birds of Cheyenne. That's that's what the name of the club is, the Word Birds of Cheyenne, told Cowboy State Daily. And while she's excited to have so many new words, she'd also like to vent about that because there's some Scrabble people that are not happy at what words were deleted canceled, if you will. That's because some words like uh, sitch, S-I-T-C-H, short for situation, are now in there. Yeah, so what's the situation? You would say, what's the sitch? So that's, that's considered slang, right? So you can use that now. Hangry, that's when you're mad, you're in a bad mood because you're hungry. Okay, so that's so. In other words, there's going to be a lot of words in there that are not actual words; they're slang words. Scrabble has an estimated 200 words considered offensive and inappropriate. Oh Lord. Okay, so now you cannot use what Scrabble says are offensive or inappropriate word. Let's see. Uh, Dubbed the notorious 200, the words on the list have become more controversial over time. Increasing focus on what's acceptable, she said. Hmm. Wait a second. Wait a second. Um, I'm going to try something here. 
Okay. Uh, is there such a thing? Yes, there is. Okay. <laughs> um, if you would like to play Scrabble using nothing but offensive words, that does exist, but it's not an official Scrabble game. But yeah, <laughs> there's people out there who play Scrabble with nothing but offensive words. Okay, so anyway, this is divided, the story says, the Scrabble community, says this lady from the Cheyenne Scrabble Club. Those who say Notorious 200 have no place anywhere, including the board game. And those who say words are words and Scrabble players should be able to just play whatever's a word. Whether you like the word or not, whether it's offensive or not, it's a word, therefore it's legal. While fanfare has been on some of the new additions to the Scrabble dictionary, spork, dox, D-O-X, and adulting, oh, baby moon as one word, egg corn, all sorts of other things that are now in the lexicon here. Well, she says... That's one of the main reasons they issued a new dictionary. About every 20 or 30 years, there's these words that enter our language. A woman saw an offensive Hebrew word and complained about it as I was taken out. Most Scrabble players don't want to offend anyone, but do want access to a complete list of words. My own thought to me, she says, I don't have a problem using those words. I would never use them in conversation, but if it can win her points... <laughs> She would never say an offensive word in a conversation. But if dropping the F-bomb wins her points, she'll drop it. Whatever works at that point, right? As a serious Scrabble player, she says she's noticed how pop culture has impacted the game over the decades. She also said those who put words together, the official Scrabble, Scrabble dictionary, don't just react with whims to fleeting fads. The words must have been around and been used and been part of our lexicon. There's no one type of Scrabble player, she said. There are people like me who like to know the meanings of words. And there are those who just want to know what words they can use in the game. It's easier to remember a list of words without bothering to know what they mean. Another source could be The Simpsons, the longest-running animated television show in history. The Scrabble Dictionary already recognizes Homer Simpson's signature D-O-H. You can use that as a word now because Homer has said it for decades. This year's added E-M-B-I-G-G-E-N, a made-up word that first appeared in the show 1996, part of a motto of... for a noble spirit of a smallest man. So that was a word that some author made up and put into a story. All right. The Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines that word as to make something bigger or larger or more expansive. But, okay, so then a plastic utensil, that's the spork thing that was invented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. If it's a word, it's fair game, the story says. When someone like Ms. Peterson here may be bothered by some words, again, it gets her point, so she'll go ahead and use them. All right, I look at it this way. I know some people like to play by the official game rules and so on. Fine. 
the way I would do it is when you sit down with your friends to play, if the official scrabble rules and words are not pleasing to you, then you're allowed to do what you want. It's your game. My sister in Lake Wales, your niece has carried a goat into the college library on her, in her backpack before. You know which niece. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. You gave up on trying to figure out where the temperature was. Never Very cold. Wake Some of you Wyoming negative numbers. With Glenn Don Woods Day. On K2 Radio. We'll Join be on the with show. a 745 to talk about so I, just want to, I want to remind you what's keeping you warm right now. As you look out across this western landscape that we have, it's not the wind turbines that's keeping you warm. They're not turning. And since we hadn't had much wind in quite a while, they haven't been charging any backup batteries for quite a while. What's keeping you warm right now, cold natural gas. All they have to do is just crank it up a little bit more if you need some extra energy. Meantime, that's what here's episode three from Social Justice Warrior that some of you heard earlier this week, a few of you missed. That's what caused him to lose the car chase. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, our exciting car chase has begun. As average white guy takes off in his big diesel-powered pickup truck, a rolling coal, of course, then our Social Justice Warrior is in pursuit in an electric vehicle that he stole from his mom, which runs on unicorn farts. Let's join the exciting chase. Happenings our social justice warrior has prematurely run out of unicorn farts. Take that mask off. I can't understand you. Both of them. The plexiglass face shield, too. Lord, it's hard to breathe with all of that. If the chase is over... What's the matter? Run out of unicorn farts? Well, you know, cold weather causes shrinkage in electric vehicles. Get out of the car. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to be neighborly and charge your car for you. Stick this in your tailpipe. This diesel truck can charge your vehicle, and we need to get your pink Mary Kay car back to your mom before she wakes up. social justice warrior. Will this car be charged in time to get it home before mommy wakes up? No, this is going to cause nightmares for real. Join us next week as our social justice warrior tries to explain this to mommy. So just keep that in mind that the reason that you're nice and toasty and so on enjoying your day, even though we have temperatures in the negative numbers, is precisely because we have coal fire power plants and natural gas going right now. I was coming across a story just a little while ago. It uh, 
had to do with, and it's the John Stossel report. See if I can find that again real quick here. Yeah, here it is. Uh, and, and John Stossel was talking about energy in general. And one of the things that he pointed out, and the gentleman who is a scientist who pointed out with him is that in Poland, past few years, the Polish people have been lining up for coal. Yeah, long lines at the coal mines so they can load up on coal and take it home. That way they can keep warm in the wintertime. That means they're throwing it directly into their furnace and burning it directly, which is actually dirty. Not like what we're doing at our power plants here in the state of Wyoming, where we filter for that's pretty much steam coming out of those stacks. You think every car should be electric? Well, here are some inconvenient facts you probably don't know. The future of the auto industry is electric, electric and battery technology. Battery technology. That's key because we need to store the electric power. But storing large amounts of energy in batteries has a problem. Batteries are really lousy at storing energy. They leak energy constantly. They leak and they don't hold a lot. Physicist Mark Mill. Oil begins with a huge advantage over the chemicals that are in a battery. Oil has about 5,000% more energy in it per pound. And we see this in electric cars. Electric cars' battery weighs 1,000 pounds. It's what the battery weighs. It's replacing about 80 pounds of gasoline. But the batteries are going to get smaller and better. Things improve. Engineers are really good at making things better, but they can't make them better than the laws of physics permit. That's inconvenient fact four. Miracle batteries, powerful enough to replace fossil fuels are a fantasy. Because nature is not nice to humans, we store energy for when it's going to be really cold or really hot. The people who imagine an energy transition would want to build windmills and solar panels and store all that energy in batteries. But you do the arithmetic and you find out you need to build about $100 trillion worth of batteries to store the same amount of energy that Europe has in storage now for this winter. And it would take the world's battery factories about 400 years to manufacture that many. 400 years? Politicians don't mention that. Every car will be electric. California will require all new cars sold to be zero emission vehicles. If that were somehow to happen. That means a lot more electric vehicles drawing power from the grid. But the grid is already limited. So limited that last summer, California's governor told people, don't use your electric car. Asking residents to avoid charging their EVs in order to conserve energy. Roughly speaking, you have to uh, double your electric grid to move the energy out of gasoline into the electric sector. No one is planning to double the electric grid in California, so there'll be rationing. Rationing. When there isn't enough electricity, cities will simply turn some of the power off. That's inconvenient fact five. We just don't have enough electricity for all electric cars. And we'll have even less of it if we try to get all our electricity from renewable energy like wind and solar. Our president says we're going to achieve a carbon pollution-free electric sector by the year 2035. And gullible media believe it. Power plants that emit greenhouse gases will go the way of, yeah, the dinosaur. How much of America would we have to cover with solar panels and wind turbines to begin to do this? Well, this is one of these areas that we have really precise knowledge. If you cover the entire continent of the United States with solar panels, you wouldn't supply half of America's electricity. That's why I say this morning when it gets as cold as it is right now, and a lot of us are in the negative numbers, I'm at like minus three right now. Some of you are way lower than that. Depends on where you are. Well, you're not being kept warm because of the wind turbines out there. They haven't been turning in a while. And so a whole lot of energy has not been stored up. It's your coal and natural gas plants that's keeping you toasty. Some of you have propane units outside of your homes and offices. 
Coming up on some local news right after that update on your weather forecast, Don Day joins me at 745 to talk about today's cold in the weekend weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. With Glenn Woods, did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Thirty-six of time. Wake up, my own. I mean, I was gonna go off to a different subject here, but Lee and Laramie, it's all your fault, Lee. He says, "I bet Buffalo, New York, can't get power from solar panels. They have about ten inches of snow." Yeah, true. And also, those wind turbines aren't moving. But hang on, ladies and gentlemen, the only hit song that Al Gore thinks he ever had. You're driving a big car. I come on your radio I say the end's close You just say no I say it's global warming But you call me a liar But this planet's on fire Don't go back in history just a little bit on this one. Uh, This was a prediction that I love pointing out on days like this, and I will be pointing this out every time we hit temperatures like this, and snow like this. It was pointed out, yes, Buffalo, New York, getting a lot of Lakers effect snow. Let's go back to a BBC series where it was predicted that by the year 2000, by the year 2000, so where are we now, right? Snow will be a thing of the past. I think it was Paul Ehrlich that said that. Yeah, snow will be a thing of the past. It will be such an extraordinarily rare event that you're going to have to explain it to kids when it happens. I certainly hope yesterday when all that snow was coming down, you took your kids outside and explained to them what that was because they don't know what it is anymore. And I certainly hope that in Buffalo, New York, meteorologists who are on air right now Non-stop talking about this big snow event are explaining to their viewers on those television stations what snow is because by 2000, snow was supposed to be a thing of the past. They also suggested by the 2040s, most of southern England would no longer see sub-zero days. By the 2060s, only the high ground, northern Scotland, still likely to experience such cold days and on and on and on it made with all sorts of predictions like that. And yet when we look at the temperatures here, well, not just over in the U.K., but here in um, Wyoming. And my sister, who's way down south of Orlando, went for her morning walk. She actually had to wear a hat and gloves. (gasps) Yeah, that's how cold it actually gets. Oh, uh, side note here, since I was talking about wind and solar not providing for you the warmth that you need because... Well, they're not providing the energy right now. It's coal and natural gas and nuclear that's providing the energy right now to keep you nice and warm. So I told you earlier this week that in New York City, people have been buying electric bikes. And the idea was, well, electric bikes would lower carbon footprint. No, walking lowers carbon footprint. There is no such thing as a zero emissions vehicle. 
you have to charge those batteries. Well, those electric bikes have been catching on fire in New York City apartments. And the fire department is sick of putting out the fires. So the city is, well, a lot of the uh, apartment complexes are banning electric bikes. The city's probably going to do it, too, if they haven't already. Now, we'll get a load of this. Pennsylvania Tesla bursts into flames while driving down the road. A Tesla burst into flames on a Pennsylvania highway late Tuesday morning, burning so hot as only be recognized by the flames because it burns a certain, you know, color, those Teslas, because of the lithium-ion batteries and so on. Uh, see, multiple fire departments were called to, oh, <laughs> it's Interstate 80. <laughs> well, they had to shut down part of Interstate 80, but this time in Pennsylvania. The daughter of the couple driving the car said that they were driving the Tesla Model S. A large piece of debris went underneath the car, causing it to begin to smoke. Next, next year, they're pulling over. So they caught, I guess, a bit of road debris, which is what did something to it. Because the electric vehicle's lithium-ion batteries, the extinguishing of fire took about 12,000 gallons of water. Typically, a crew can extinguish a vehicle fire with less than 500 gallons. Firefighters spent around two hours extinguishing the flame as the vehicle would continue to reignite every time they put it out. Fire companies said the vehicle burned so hot for so long, they they couldn't even get close to it to put it out. Imagine what it did. I wonder, did, did it just melt the road at that point? Columbia Volunteer Fire Company says it's their first Tesla fire in the area. Okay. Sucker just caught on fire when heading down the road. Caught a piece of debris and just caught on fire while heading down the road. Makes me just want to rush right out and buy one of those suckers. 742. Speaking of weather, let's get Don Day on. Wake up, Wyoming. It's Birds and Bucks 22. You need to get a little to quicker Day. than a soggy morning wow, Don, some you people need not only sent me temperatures this morning of negative numbers, there's a few negative double digits here and there around the state. Yeah, especially in the higher mountain valleys where there's snow on the ground and skies cleared out overnight. Getting a lot of reports of minus 20 or more oh. in some of those higher mountain valleys, especially up in the Yellowstone National Park. So, yeah, uh, you you put snow on the ground, you clear the skies out at night, you don't have much wind. There's nothing to stop those temperatures oh, yeah. from good. The heat just goes right to space. And, okay. So now, let's get into, I think, probably the most important thing that everybody's wondering our exit strategy over the weekend for getting out of this cold? It's a, it's going to be a slow process, but we'll slowly moderate. Today is going to be still very cold, but we will have the sun now. The problem today is it's going to be a little bit breezy in spots, and that's going to make for cold wind chills. Going to blow that snow around a little bit. Uh, but as we get into tomorrow, we'll, we'll gain about five, six degrees, a bit more, maybe 10 degrees, and a little bit warmer Sunday and Monday. It's not one of these... Big rapid warm-ups where you get a, a quick Chinook and all of a sudden you're you're back to really mild again. But we will get back to average temperatures by Monday and Tuesday. And from today through Tuesday, precipitation chances are going to be low. So it's it's an improving trend, right. but it just starts really cold. But you see, people worry about the roller coaster effect because, oh, finally I can go outside again and here it comes. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's what you yeah. – you have to be smart <laughs> on the roller that's coaster. That's true, right? yeah. And then okay. time, time, time your – time what you want to do outside to, to, to coincide with what you want to do. Okay. But it is going to be 
a decent stretch of weather. We do have a the next front comes in Tuesday night, Wednesday, and we'll need to keep an eye on that. I'll keep an eye. Now, I noticed the way you're saying that. This is very important. People are already nagging you about the Thanksgiving forecast, but it's kind of early for that. Uh, it is, although I will tell you that other than the current icy conditions that we have now and a little bit of blowing sun roads and highways, since we're not expecting any new snow over the next four days, right. next five days, if you're traveling this weekend, if you're traveling Monday and Tuesday, no problems. Okay. What we've got to watch out for is maybe some type of snow shower or light snow chance Tuesday night, Wednesday. We're not really confident on that system, but once that system leaves, I think late next week and next week, and I think our bigger problems for travelers are going to be in the airports in the east oh, and the midwest. Okay. okay. So this is a good time to get to grandma's house. You'll get back to us on getting back from grandma. Yes, yes and okay. if grandma lives in Chicago, don't go. Don't don't, don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick about that. Boy, that lake effect snow thing. This is shaping up to not just be lake effect snow. This is like a major event for them. It is, and if you look at historical really big lake effect snowstorms in in the great lakes especially upstate new york they usually do happen late november and early december yeah. because the the great lakes are still relatively warm and when these arctic air masses the first arctic air masses of the season come down out of canada and over those lakes that's what drives these heavy snow squalls that come off the lakes and on into the shore and so yes this uh, something similar like this happened in 2014 um, and that was in late November. Okay. Well, have a great weekend. We all know who to blame, don't we? Yes, we do. All right. Speaking of which, off we go is head into the icebox over here. Frank Gambino is waiting by. The icebox is actually warmer than outside right about now. It, it, it is It is amazingly. I was just yeah. out there, and um, one of my cars, I was trying to, the doors are frozen. Oh, yeah. So was, <laughs> and then the handle to the door yeah. broke. That's really something when you have to break your door open. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I just, you know, forget about it. I broke the door handle. Yeah. I can't get into the car. It's seven thirty. Oh. It's not even. It's not even eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. All right. Now, I, I, since I mentioned with Don Dave, man, this is a major snow event over. Oh, in, in Buffalo, Buffalo. It, there's there's we're expecting. It was started yesterday. Three inches of snow per hour. Wow. For okay. today, tomorrow, and in the Sunday. So now the game is moved where? Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Will Detroit be any better? It's indoors. Okay. Oh well. Pff, okay. All right, so they'll have a great game inside anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And when's it? Do, do you know the last time they've had to do this? Because they've done they, this they, once they before. They did it not too long ago. There was yeah. a, a snow event. Maybe in twenty, like Don says, maybe twenty fourteen. They moved the game over there. Okay. I mean, uh, I tell you that Western New York thing. It's this. this yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and then and 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 those people kind of roll with that kind of sure. thing, you know. But when you can't get around, right? No, you, you just, just kind of get used to. Hey, here comes a snow event. Make sure you have everything stocked up at home. Yep. We're all going to hunker down. Here's the bad news. It used to be you get to take time off from work, but since today you can just log in and go to work. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's there, there's no break about that. How bogus. 
Men's College Basketball today. The Wyoming and Cowboys are in the Virgin Islands. How about that? For the Paradise Jam Tournament, the Cowboys will try to rebound from a disappointing loss to southeastern Louisiana, 76-72 on Sunday in Laramie. So that dropped them to 2-1. and one. UW will take on Howard University at 1-15 this afternoon. Howard comes in at 2-3. and three. The Cowboys will play either Drake or Buffalo on Sunday down there. And this afternoon's game can be heard on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Women's College Basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowgirls will host Denver University tonight in Laramie. Cowgirls are looking for their first win of the year after a loss to North Dakota on the road and a home loss to Gonzaga. It's a 6.30 start from the AA tonight. Women's Junior College Basketball, 10th rated Casper College, lost for the first time this year, 96-92 in overtime to Salt Lake Community College at the Erickson Gym last night. It was a close, entertaining game. Casper shot 45% from the field, but 8 of 30 from the three-point line. They were led by Julia Palamo with 25 and Sandra Fro-Gracia with 21. So the Casper ladies 4-1. They'll host Western Nebraska from Scotts Bluff tonight at 5.30. The Casper men will host the Impact Academy tonight at 7.30. Tomorrow, the Casper women play NJC at 4, and the men will take on the Utah Peaks prep team at 6. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys with a gigantic, gigantic, gigantic game tomorrow night in Laramie as they'll take on Boise State. Both squads are 7-3 and three overall, coming off wins last week. Boise State is 6-0 and oh in Mountain West play. The Cowboys are 5-1. and one. We'll see who gets the playing time for the folks at the quarterback spot. Jaden Clemens came on and did a decent job against Colorado State last week, filling in for the injured Andrew Peasley. UW will need everything they can get in this game. They're two touchdown underdogs. Game time at 5 p.m. tomorrow from War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. And in pro football, the Denver Broncos will host the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Both teams have woefully underperformed this season. The Broncos are 3-6 and six after a 17-10 loss to Tennessee last week. The Raiders were beaten by Indianapolis 25-20, so they are 2-7. and seven. So it looks like a pillow fight in the making. I see somebody who has just really royally just screwed themselves on games. The nation of Qatar has banned the sale of beer at the oh, World I, Cup. Why? You know, first they had to adjust all their liquor laws to, you yeah. know, to, because you're accommodating all these countries around the world. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me in the World Cup, they're, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're not going to allow beer? Why would you even give the World Cup to that country in the yeah, first place. Well, I don't know who's going to show up for that if that's the case. I because mean, they've already moved it because it's so hot. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this. It's supposed to be over the summer. Oh Lord, why would you do that in the middle of summer over there? Well, yeah. So that's why they okay. moved it to the fall. Okay, all right. Oh, and people no are going to be no. living over. I that think they've just completely forget it. Nobody's going to show up at this point. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. And then your weather forecast updated. Get into the 8 o'clock hour. It's open phones. 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Whatever. I'll roll with it. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. 
All right, open phones. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Just so you know, we have identified the body part. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So that body part that I was talking about a moment ago, did I put you into panic mode? Okay. Uh, remember that foot that was found floating in one of those Yellowstone hot springs? Yeah, that guy. Whose body did it belong to? All right. Well, here we go. Mystery of the foot found floating in a hot pool, Yellowstone, is now uh, named officially. They found who was missing it. Now, that does not mean that there's some guy going around missing a foot. And they're going to call him and, and say, hey, we found your foot. That's not what's happening here. Authorities from Yellowstone National Park announced on Thursday that the foot which was discovered bobbing in the abyss pool, West Thumb Geyser. Now, isn't it interesting? A foot was found in the Thumb Geyser. I'm just pointing it out. It just seems weird to me, but okay. That was in August. Belonged to Ho Hun Ro is his name, H-U-N-R-O, 70-year-old man from Los Angeles, California. So... Law enforcement positively identified the foot based on DNA analysis, notified the family. No foul play is as expected at this time. Well, I, I, I can understand no foul play because the number of people who get off the path and go into these thermals and so on and wind up in trouble, you know, so. The foot was presumed to be that of Roe as he had not been seen in Yellowstone since July 7th. He went to Yellowstone, never returned. So you start to put two and two together. Wyoming Division of Criminal Investigation announced Rose's appearance, appearance, disappearance in September. Park authorities now believe he entered the pool on the morning of July 31st and was described as an Asian male about 5 feet 3 inches tall, weighing about 135 pounds, soaking wet, literally, with uh, black eyes, black hair, and no other body parts have been discovered. Waters of the Abyss Pool, and once again, thanks to Cowboy State Daily, they do these really interesting articles with a lot of... A lot of information on It's one of the deepest pools in Yellowstone. And it's about 140 degrees in there. The incident was unwitnessed. And the park announced in August that there would be no video of the foot. So, let us see. Uh, Jen, the West Thumb Geyser Basin Authority's floating foot. Okay, I'm going through the details of how they found the thing. Cowboy State Daily said law enforcement presence was massive. Even send helicopters looking for the person, but they pretty much knew what had happened. It was such an abnormal sight. This is a quote to see that in the park. There was a lot of fear and apprehension, kind of a dark feeling. 
Helicopters don't usually fly there, so people knew that something was up. Park officials have not announced additional circumstances. And uh, there is a magistrate judge for Mammoth County Springs in Court in Yellowstone said at a sentencing hearing November 2nd, park officials believe someone used the pool to commit suicide. Okay. Well, and I wonder, I don't know. I wasn't there. Don't know the guy. Was it to commit suicide or did he just think, hey, I'm going to go for a swim in a hot pool? I don't know. Some people think that that's just okay. I'll just go ahead and get in there, you know, because it seemed, wow, look at those hot thermals. By the way, since we're around Thanksgiving time, people have tried to cook bird in there, like turkey. Wrap it up, put it in the hot water. It's hot enough. Let it cook over time. They've been cited for that, too, just so you know. All right, so we all pretty much knew what was going to happen once the foot was found. I think we all pretty much figured that what I just told you was going to be the circumstances. All right, so that puts that to rest. Feel bad for his family in this case. But all right, now, truck drivers out there. You're up. Sorry about this story. Diesel cost shortage, a scary perfect storm for Wyoming's U.S. trucking industry. Again, another Cowboys 8 Daily story. A situation is brewing with diesel prices, and the Energy Information Administration warns we could, well, it could lead to serious economic consequences. We all know that. Supplies of diesel fuel at their lowest levels since 1950, which holds diesel prices higher. The already short supply is likely to get even tougher as the European Union enacts embargoes on Russian crude. Now, this is where I look at that'll increase global competition for U.S. diesel supplies. There is no reason here in the United States we should have a shortage. I know I don't need to say that. You already know that. In its monthly report... The EIA says that if diesel prices climb too much higher, the economy will start to see demand destruction, basically, which is where no one can afford to buy a product, and so they're just, they just stop buying it. And think about how many things run off of diesel, not, not just the trucking industry, and not just you folks out there who drive around in diesel trucks, you know, pickup trucks and so on, trains. So much of what we deliver across country is by trains, which are diesel operated. So what exactly do you think is going to happen to the economy here? When that happens, the story says with diesel, it impacts everything that we consume. Everything. Again, there's absolutely no reason that this should be happening, but you've already heard the words. I could play them again, but you've already heard the words of the president as he wants to shut down coal, gas, and oil. And those people in the cult of climate change, keep it all in the ground, they say. Well, that's just fine until they show up at the grocery store and there's nothing there. Nothing to purchase. We start looking like the Soviet Union, look like Venezuela looks right now, like North Korea. According to the 2017 census data... 71.6% or 10.4 trillion of the 14.5 trillion value of all goods shipped in the United States is held by truck. Rail makes up a lot of the rest. All of that powered by diesel. High fuel prices, part of what's keep keeping inflation going. Uh, so the figures estimate national average retail diesel price is about, uh, well, it talks about how much higher it is than a year ago. Managing director 
of the Wyoming Trucking Association said fuel costs were always second to labor costs in the industry. But now? The annual survey of American Transportation Research Institute annually shows top concern for the industry has always been labor. Right now, though, fuel costs and fuel availability, highest problems. So, let's see, Court McGuffey, CEO of Bonneville Transloaders, told Cowboy State Daily last spring that he was alarmed at how high diesel prices were trending and said on Thursday, situation has not improved. He said, we can pass some of that along to our customers via fuel surcharge, but not all of it. We're just going to have to do the best we can. He's going to have to eat some of that cost, which is really going to hurt his business because he knows things can only sell for so much. The company transports bulk materials primarily within Wyoming. Those surcharges are showing up on transportation bills across many industries. And think about it in this sense, folks. I just, I just now thought of this. For those of you who are thinking, well, I'm so glad I drive a gasoline-powered car. Okay, true. But how does that gasoline get to the station? By diesel truck. So will it affect your gasoline prices? Absolutely. Quote, it's a big part of why inflation is what it is. Transportation costs. Now, here once again, we don't need to be in this situation. RH is in Wiggins, Colorado. Hi, Glenn in Fort Morgan, Colorado. A couple of years ago, homeless people swimming, bathing in the warm uh, cesspool behind the sugar beet factory at night in cold weather. Oh, oh thank you, Miss Mary. <laughs> Getting pictures here. Um, I, for those of you arriving late, you're not going to understand this. I'll explain. The baby goats are here. <laughs> we will have baby goats. Wandering around the station, they're wearing diapers. I don't know. Don't look at your radio that way. I didn't do this. Talk to Miss Mary. She came up with this idea. Eight sixteen's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Expect winter. K two radio. Join the conversation at eight 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 ninety seven Woods. to everybody not only do we have baby goats in the station right now but miss mary had two of them and she was supposed to be in here with us but of course she has disappeared with the baby goats yes she has so yeah <laughs> so your name is i'm jennifer and why do you have baby goats i'm a goat rescue we rescue okay. rehab and rehome goats okay i didn't know that that was a thing here in the state of wyoming that you just rescue them and rehab them surprisingly yes okay. um and just like horses people get them and don't realize the commitment because it right. can be a 10 15 or 20 year commitment right. just like a yeah. dog or cat and or they lost jobs during covid okay and i have read over the years the number of times that people have so it actually said out loud, oh, I want to get a goat and don't realize how much work it is. Well, we teach classes also. We offer yeah. classes on all the maintenance, everything, so they don't have any problems with maintaining right. their goat. Okay. So where do most of them come from? Just around Wyoming, around the region? Surprisingly, I've gone to Colorado, Utah, Idaho, and Nebraska yeah. to pick up goats. Where do you usually, is it on just somebody's farm or ranch somewhere that you have them, or is it just somebody's backyard they decided to have a goat? All the above. Okay. The, the reason I say this is growing up in Florida, people started bringing home exotic pets 
now we have a problem in the Everglades with uh, pythons and all sorts of other different animals that were never native to Florida that now are all over the place. In fact, it's this is the time of year that if it, because it's going to get a little cold in Florida, you might just have some giant lizard fall out of a tree and hit you in the head. Yes, yes. very much okay. so. Th- this happens this time of year. So I'm thinking, do some people get it just because they want some kind of an exotic pet at home? Sometimes. Um, and actually, they can be used as therapy goats. Okay. Can you house train them? Yes. I would say about 90, 95%, especially if you have a doggy door. What about the idea? Oh, God. (laughs) A goatee door is basically what we're saying here. Basically, same thing. So, uh, but, okay, uh, trainable, but the idea, though, that they eat just about everything. They do, but they don't. Okay. Um, Nightshade products are not good for them. Tomatoes, potatoes, the plants. Right. Chocolate, just like dogs. Do they know this? Not always. No, okay. But they can eat um, all kinds of weeds that we don't like here in Wyoming and do their reprodu- um, their digestive system. Right. It actually kills the seeds so they don't regrow. Oh, okay. All right. So what got you into a goat rescue thing? It all started with five goats. Um, my daughter's allergic to cow milk, and so we got goats for a dairy. And next thing I know, I have people calling me up saying, hey, can you take a goat or two? And next thing I know, I'm now up to 65. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Okay. So what do you do with 65 goats? Um, Well, we do events. We do birthday parties. We do all kinds of things. Anything to raise money for the goats. Okay. Um, We are a not-profit. And we are registered here in Wyoming. And our 501c3 is filed. Um, We do therapy sessions with people they can call us up we can mm-hmm. schedule therapy sessions um we train them the best we can we right. have ghosts that will never leave the farm though due to their illnesses or medical needs so for those people who haven't heard this before describe goat therapy goat therapy is very simple it's the goats giving the therapy basically when you brush pet hold a goat it's sort of like dog and cat it therapy is, yeah. And they will listen to anything you have to say. You can tell them the worst thing you've ever done. And the goat will look at you and say, I still love you. Yeah. And, you know, nuzzle up to you and sit on your lap and go to sleep and trust you because you're still a good person. Okay. Except for the one you handed me who screamed and wanted to go back to you. <laughs> well, that's because she was <laughs> wanting her bottle. Oh, that was that was. It was a bottle thing. There. Okay. It was a bottle. Goat thing. yoga? Yes, we do goat yoga. Okay. And we also do... Um, goat mowing where we come and we dress the goats up and they mow your weeds okay see this is what i need just turn them loose in the backyard yep i saw somebody in cheyenne wyoming some years ago the city had some ditches that really needed to be cleaned out and this was going to take a lot of work a lot of money major equipment so instead this guy just showed up with his goats and the goats just enjoyed all the vegetation they do nothing needed to be mowed in like about two days the whole thing was clear Four goats can clear a 25 by 25 overgrown lot. Wow. In about two to four hours. Okay. So when I bring 10 to 20 goats, I can clear a whole backyard and no okay. problem flat. Where, do, do you have goat food that you have to feed? What are they eating? They eat regular hay. Just okay. think of them as mini cows. Right. They have three stomachs, like cows have four. Okay. Um, so they have rumens. So they do best with 
roughage and not a lot of sweet foods. Okay. Now, if somebody neither, either needed to give a go to home or they want to give a go to home, so either side of this, yes. how do they get a hold of you for this? On our website. Um, we're really easy to reach. We have a contact us if you need us to come pick up a goat or if you have problems or questions. Um, I will walk you through helping care for the goat. We'll teach you classes. And if you'd like to adopt a goat, there actually is an adoption form. It's just like you would adopt a cat or dog. Mm -hmm. I need to know who your vet is. I need to make sure you have the proper fencing that you know what you're getting yourself into. There's the thing, yeah. What kind of backyard do you have for one thing? What fencing do you have? Is it over five feet? (laughs) Over five feet? Yes. Do they climb or jump? Both. Uh, Especially the Nigerian dwarfs, which are one of the smaller breeds. They can clear a five to six foot fence pretty much standing still okay and they will literally back up two feet and look at that fence and clear it so i had I, no idea they did that the smaller the goat the higher they jump oh uh website again <laughs> it is j and j second chance small holdings and you can literally just type in goat rescue in rock river wyoming <laughs> goat rescue in rock river wyoming yes and Which, it will pop right up i drive through rock river every so often so i know exactly where you guys are at so out of Rock River, you were able to get goats from all over the region again. Yes, and we get just, phone okay. calls. Okay. I, well, I would imagine you get one of these things. Like I said, they're, they're great animals if you know what you're getting yourself into. Because some um, people get them and they don't stay for very long. No, they don't. And that's why we teach classes specifically to kind of give you the rough and dirty. Okay. The rough and dirty of goats. Here comes... Yes? Did Miss, okay, yeah, Miss, Miss Mary's just confessing that she has all the goats down the hallway over here. So we're going to go Facebook Live with the goats. And just yes. for those people who are on the uh, Wake Up Wyoming Facebook page, go ahead and go to that because we're going to put up a live video of the goats. And again, what's the website address again? JJSecondChanceSmallHoldings.com. Okay. Really easy. Again, you can Google us with just um, Goat Rescue Rock River. Okay. I'm going to show everybody proof that we have baby goats in diapers running around the station in just a moment. Go to our Facebook page and you'll see the live video moments from now. Let's wake up my own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. God, I love my job. I just, we literally have baby goats in diapers running around the radio station here. And they're really fun to hold, too. They're just, you pick one of them up, and they just want to cuddle. I've never held a little baby goat before, but they're actually a good time. Do have the video up on my personal Facebook page and a Wake Up Wyoming Facebook page. We'll do stories and so on with the videos as well. The Goat Rescue Program is actually a really good thing. She does need some help, so we'll have details on that as well. Uh, and I'm going to answer some of the notes. Now, you can always call the show. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or there's all sorts of people who send me notes on the Wake Up Wyoming app, which is free to download at your app store. 
Okay, so just wake up when I mean, there it is. And then if you hit the chat option, you send me text messages or pictures or videos. So Rob is in Cheyenne. Good morning, Glenn. Uh, hang on, Rob. Rob, if you could send me just the letter N, just text me the, the letter N. My, my name has two N's in it. My name is not Glenn. It's Glenn. So if you can just send me that, and I'll insert it, and we're good, okay? I'm listening to your show. The city of Cheyenne still has the guy bringing goats for greenways and ditches and et cetera. You know, I met him, Rob. I was living in an area where the ditch was just really deep, really deep ditch. And, man, everything had grown high above the ditch. It was just packed. And to get a crew down in there with machines and clean it out, you can do that, sure. Or they get the goat guy who just shows up with his herd, and it took like two days to clear the ditch. And all he had to do, he put up some temporary fencing there, and the goats just were down in there. It, the ditch has water and food. And so the goats just went down there and ate and drank the water. And there you go. And the whole thing was, what a great idea. Of course, it's not just Cheyenne Wyoming that does that, but what a great idea. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, our hot springs is 135 degrees. And a trucker friend says Wyoming has plenty of diesel. Hmm. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis with their hot springs. Now, you're 135 degrees. I know, Grandpa Rich, though, that uh, when it comes to people bathing in the hot springs, it they're not in the hottest part of the hot springs. You know, there's uh, Usually you go off to where it's a little cooler, a little farther away to bathe. And there's several places you can bathe there in Thermopolis, several bathhouses. And I think there's, some, there's an outdoor place, too, isn't there, Rich? Okay. Oh, yeah. Here's a, a picture that I'm getting. Uh, answer to fuel issues. It's Scott and Casper, and he has a sale. <laughs> That's good. Mile High Farmer in Pine Bluffs. Everyone talks about the effects of high-dollar diesel on transportation industry. The ag industry is 95% diesel. Great point. You know, you're right. I bring up with the cost of diesel is outrageous right about now and getting worse, and the fuel supply is running low. And again, there's no excuse for this. It doesn't have to be that way. Not all. We can do this different. Just let our people get to work, Mr. President. Just let them get to work. And we can solve this problem. And it did strike me that, hey, um, for those of you driving gasoline-powered, if you're thinking, well, I'm glad I don't drive anything diesel-powered, but your gasoline is delivered to the gas pump by diesel. So it does affect you, too. But, yeah, he's right. Mile High Farmer's right. The ag industry is powered 95% diesel. Where do you think your food comes from? And for those people who are saying just keep the petroleum products in the ground, I don't. you really don't understand what's going on, do you? You want a lot of people to die. Keep petroleum in the ground. Jim in Laramie. How is the price of jet fuel impacted by high diesel prices? Is there a shortage of jet fuel? Now, I haven't heard about a shortage of jet fuel. I would have to check into jet fuel prices. I'm not sure. I do know that most jet fuel is transported to its location by diesel. Trucks, right? But as far as what exactly is the price of jet fuel right now, I have no idea. I'd have to go ahead and take a look at that. I do know for a piston-powered airplane, your average... 
propeller-driven airplane, average, I say. That's piston-powered. It's just like your car engine, right? It, very similar to it. Uh, that uses what they call avgas, which is a actually a high-lead gas, not a low-lead gas. And that avgas is over $5 a gallon right now. So that's gotten expensive to go flying. Thankfully, when you go flying, you don't have to go very uh, well. It, you get up there and travel for about an hour in one of those small planes, and that's usually about two and a half hours on the road. So at least there's less time in the air. And depending on what kind of plane you have, it's usually less fuel, depending on what kind of plane you're, you're using as to how much you burn per hour. I'll have to check into jet fuel. I'm not sure. Because I wonder, we got the holidays coming up. That's going to affect the price of travel, which, by the way, I'm just going to toss something at you real quick. Then I'm going to answer the next question on my list. So a while back, you know, I wrote that, that book, The Uncomplicated Life. And one of the things I found to do that saves me a lot of time and a lot of money is to do things around everybody else. So if I want to go to lunch today, I don't go to lunch when everybody else goes to lunch, right? Every, I, when I go to work, even when I lived in a major city, I never travel during rush hour because it's rush hour. It's gridlock. Okay. So I'm going to go visit my sister in Florida because my oldest niece had a baby and they want me to you know, go spend some time with the baby. Fine. I'll be happy to do that. Now, if I wanted to go at, let's say, Thanksgiving or Christmas, which we had originally discussed, dear Lord, the prices of tickets, wow, are they high. I mean, dear Lord. And you're talking, I got round trip. I have to take a flight from Wyoming down to Colorado to Denver, right? And then from Denver down to Tampa, Florida, where my sister picks me up and drives me to Lake Wales, Florida. So you can imagine what ticket prices would be, right? But then I start to notice that if you time it right, so between Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's a lull, a big time, big time lull. And because of that, a lot of these airplanes are mostly empty during that lull. If you buy tickets then, which is when I'm going, wow, you will feel guilty about how little you pay. Well, some of you will. Some of you will go laughing all the way onto the airplane. But the round-trip tickets that I bought, I'm, I'm looking at this going, really? Seriously? That's all it's going to cost me? I feel like I'm ripping these people off. But they're trying to get anybody on airplanes at that time. That's how you plan those trips. Don't ever plan them during the peak times like everybody else does. All right, so RH in Wiggins, Colorado. Hi, Glenn. In Fort Morgan, Colorado, a couple of years ago, there were homeless people swimming, bathing in the warm cesspools behind the sugar beet factory at night in the cold weather. Yeah, because the cesspools were warm, so that's why they were in there, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I'd have to see what those look like. I bet you they didn't smell very good. Well, I'm just trying to picture the ones behind the beach factory. Uh, I will say this. In Florida, the manatees, when they wanted to build power plants in Florida, there were environmentalists who hated the idea of putting power plants up some of these rivers. It actually caused a boom in the population of the manatee, which had been endangered. Manatees will swim in the wintertime up toward those power plants because the water leaving the power plants is warm. 845, wake up Wyoming. 
It's birds and... Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Eight forty-eight. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, did you get a chance to pet a goat? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I take that as a, as a yes. They're cute little guys. I'm not getting close to that. I could bite you. No, no. They're, they're, you, I was handed one. I've never held a baby goat before, and the thing just wanted to snuggle. Okay, well, that's what Mary's job is. Oh, okay. Well, she's happy to take that job, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, I think Mary would be happy with, like, pet crocodiles. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. If it's a, you put a bow on it, she's happy because it's cute. <laughs> that's just all she needs her. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, she, yeah she's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, Frank, I just love my job. I just, honestly, I just love my job. All right, David Sell wrote up a story. If you've seen it yet, I'm not sure, uh, several records. Were... I, I haven't had a chance to read that, but they, okay. they, they were, um, like, Colson Coon from Sheridan broke a, a, a long-standing running rushing record, 517 yards in one in one game, one game, 517. Wow. Sometimes you're lucky to get 100 in one game or less. Yeah. And that, that's one of them at least. So I have, I have to read read the rest of that. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it had a pretty good. You know, a lot a lot of kids in the state had a really really productive yeah, productive season. He has uh, one week after Frederick set a mark in nine man football with. 549 yards mm. and 61 carries uh, with six TDs. Oh, from Wind River. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cougars won the Southwest Round playoffs. It talks about who won what there. Let me see. Last single game record was set by Cheyenne East senior Garrett. Um, Schla- uh, yeah, I know him. Slabs. Slabs. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, he set a mark for catches in one game with 19. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Okay. Boy, they, I mean, that's they, they night. threw the ball a lot to him. Okay. Now, considering, I, you'll have to educate me a little bit on this, considering how small some of the teams are, mm-hmm. do those records really stand out enough to get these guys to move up to the next level? Possi- possibly. I mean, when you have small, you know, like smaller schools, you know, I mean, usually it's one, one or two studs. You yeah. know, and sometimes it's just one. I think what the, the, they will find is that, you know what, they're pretty good athletes. Yeah. And... You know, maybe are they going to you know play for the Wyoming Cowboys? Maybe not. Maybe you know okay. they're going to play for smaller schools. Maybe mm-hmm. will they find some some niche in the athletic world in college? Either like with you know football or basketball or right. wrestling or yeah. track. You know, they, they, they might be, but but the the one thing in common is that they are phenomenal athletes right. that deserve a chance to further their careers at one one, one way or another. How about that? Men's college basketball today. The Wyoming Cowboys are in the Virgin Islands for the Paradise Jam Tournament. The folks are trying to rebound from a disappointing loss to southeastern Louisiana, 76-72 on Sunday in Laramie to drop them to 2-1 on the year. UW will take on Howard University at 115 this afternoon. Howard comes in at 2-3, losing to James Madison their last time out. Cowboys will play either Drake or Buffalo on Sunday down there and the, on Sunday afternoon. And then tonight, this afternoon's game will be heard on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Women's college basketball Division One level. The Wyoming Cowgirls will host Denver University tonight in Laramie. Cowgirls are looking for their first win of the year after a road loss 
to North Dakota, and then a uh, home loss to Gonzaga. And DU is 1-2 and two on the year. That is a 6.30 start from the Arena Auditorium. Women's Juco basketball, 10th rated Casper College lost for the first time this year, 96-92 in overtime to Salt Lake Community College last night at the Erickson Gym. It was a close, entertaining game. Casper shot 45% from the field, but 8 of 30 from the three-point line. They were led by Julia Paloma with a, a 25, and Sandra Fro Garcia with 21. Casper ladies are 4-1. and one. They'll host Western Nebraska tonight at 5.30 at the Erickson Gym. Casper College men. They'll host the Impact Academy right after that game at 7.30. Then tomorrow the CC women will play NJC at the Erickson Gym at 4 and the men will take on the Utah Peaks Prep at 6. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys with a gigantic game tomorrow in Laramie. They'll take on Boise State. Both squads are 7-3 and overall coming off wins last week. Boise State is 6-0 and in Mountain West play. Cowboys are 5-1 and so really a shot at the Mountain West Conference Championship game is on the line tomorrow night. And we'll see who gets playing time at quarterback for the Pokes as Jaden Clemens came on and did a decent job against Colorado State filling in for the injured Andrew Peasley. UW will need everything they can get in this game. They're two touchdown underdogs. Game time at 5 p.m. tomorrow from War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Pro football, the Denver Broncos will host the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Both teams have woefully underperformed this season. The Broncos are 3-6 and six after a 17-10 loss to Tennessee last week. The Raiders are even weaker they were beaten by Indianapolis 25-20, so they're 2-7 and seven on the year. What a pillow fight in the making coming up on Sunday. And the Buffalo Bills home game with Cleveland has been moved to Detroit due to the huge snow event that's happening right now in western New York. The Buffalo area is expecting four feet of snow when it's all said and done. And for the Bills, former UW star and, and um, their quarterback, Josh Allen, has really struggled lately. He's thrown four interceptions in the last two games. So Josh is going to go walking into this game going, okay. I need better. to get better. Yes, really need to get a whole lot better on this. He, more than any he doesn't need critics. He's got himself. Oh, so. yeah. I think he's probably, I think like most most of the folks are, yeah. the, the, hard, the hardest critics are themselves. Right. Hence their success. So we'll yes. see how he does. Now, you say he gets into the playoffs for sure. Oh, anyway, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay, no problem there. Man, just what, but what about Super Bowl chances? Well, that's yeah. the thing is that they're, they're one of the contenders. Oh, okay. You can't play like that if you don't want, yeah. if you don't want to go to the Super Bowl. But you know what? He's going to be indoors, okay. playing a, a, a bad Cleveland team, and I'll okay. be good. So it'll look know? good for him. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We'll into news time after that. Weather forecast, open phones, Triple Eight ninety seven Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Your... Six of the time, it's Wake Up My Own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Man, it's been a full day. I just got a chance to play with some little baby goats and diapers. I'm not kidding. The baby goats and diapers in the studio. That, that's that been fun. I You know, I just love my job. Love showing up for work every single day because we got weird stuff like this going on. All right, there's a video of that. On the Wake Up Wyoming Facebook page, my own personal Facebook page, I'll put it on our TikTok page too. And there's other pictures and articles and so on. But this lady really is doing a goat rescue thing. So we'll have all of that information, whether you need a goat rescued or you would like a goat yourself. We'll have information on that. Also, a little bit later on this morning, and see, starting at 11 o'clock, I am going to, we do this every single year, Ridley's Family Market. So for those people in Casper, Wyoming, I'll be in Casper. And I'll be there, let's see, I think that'll be scheduled from 
11 o'clock till 3, I believe, is when I'm scheduled to. And, well, I hope I know when I'm going to show up. But anyway, here's what we do. Every single year, we always make sure to take care of people who are needy and, you know, food rescue, things like that. So they can have food and so on all year round. Holidays come around, we want to make sure they have something for that, too. So you stop by Ridley's. Here's how they do this. You can do a cash donation. Doesn't matter how much. I mean, drop off with a dollar. Fine, whatever. As much as you want to. But also, there's bags of food that they've pre-made. And that's all the fixings for a Thanksgiving thing. So you can go ahead and buy one of those and donate. Bring in a frozen turkey. Buy a frozen turkey from Ridley's. Do your Thanksgiving shopping at Ridley's and just get extra stuff however you want to do that. So if you know where Ridley's Family Market is, 300 Wyoming Boulevard in Casper, Wyoming, I'll be there starting at 11 o'clock this morning. We've had people from Town Square Media there all day. And we're not just doing it for one day. We're doing this for, you know, a while. This this goes on. But this is the one day when everyone from Town Square Media, we take turns showing up there. So if you want to swing on by Ridley's later on this morning and throughout in the afternoon, I'll be there and just walk through the door. You'll see me. And I'm just collecting whatever you would like to collect. I'm just collecting whatever that you can bring in for needy families in the area. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. I was talking about energy just a little while ago. Here's Brad. He's in Casper, Wyoming. He said, "Good morning, Glenn. Just listening about the fuel crisis. Now this is diesel. Diesel affects everything. Farming is done with diesel." And then, of course, everything is delivered with diesel, whether it's train or by truck. There's so much we do with diesel. Even if you say, well, I use gasoline. Yeah, but it's delivered by diesel. Everything's done with diesel. Just listening about the fuel crisis going on and how often people, Biden administration, won't allow drilling. They think we just leave petroleum in the ground. Here's a fact for these people. He said, I personally don't want to drive on dirt roads. We have enough petroleum to take care of all of these problems. Just let America get to work. He writes about 90% of all paved road are surfaced with asphalt. And in the EU, more than 200 million tons of this composite material is produced annually. Very thick liquid from crude oil. It does occur naturally, but the stuff used as a binder in asphalt is by... uh, produced as an oil refinery. So in other words, if you want just the vehicles, but also the roads to drive on the vehicles, you're talking petroleum products. That's going to have to be used. And and for those people who say, well, I'm going to drive an electric car. Okay, there's no such thing as a zero emissions car. does not exist. And without petroleum products, you cannot build your electric vehicle. It's not possible. And then take a look at how much petroleum goes into an electric vehicle far more than goes into building a regular gas-powered or diesel-powered vehicle. So you're not saving anything. If you want to keep it in the ground, you can't have what you want. You can't. doesn't work that way. All right, another story for you. And by the way, you can interrupt me at any time. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Headline, again, Cowboys say daily Wyoming number one for business startups, but... Labor shortages are severe. The I love the way this story starts. I got to give credit to Renee for this, who wrote this story, Renee Jean. The hairy 400-pound gorilla in the room. That's a great way to start an article. 
Wednesday at the Governor's Business Forum in Laramie, where inflation and a three-to-one ratio of available jobs for workers in Wyoming, those two topics. Quote, there's a word for the economics we've been living through the day, and that word is just weird, said an economist, summing up the situation. Intense infusions of cash during the 2020 pandemic may have helped stop businesses from hemorrhaging available jobs and workers from losing incomes, but has since contributed, along with supply chain issues, to record price increases. Inflation is now global. See, this is what I was saying to you from the very beginning. From the very beginning of all of this, I was saying to you guys, if you just start dumping money into the economy, borrowing money, and just dumping it into the economy, this is what you're going to have. High inflation. Happens every time it's tried. I'm sure I'm, well, should I be surprised these guys have never learned their lesson? Judy's in Casper because Judy has to vent before the weekend, so we're all safe to go outside. Hi, Judy. Hey, my old man got home about 1 o'clock last night. He had to take a load over to Sheridan, or I mean, uh, uh, Shoshone. And he's been in bed for the last, what, five or six hours, seven Mm. hours. The truck has to stay running. Yeah. In this kind of cold weather. Otherwise, you'll never get it started again. That's the thing about um, big trucks. Right. Because you can't turn them off. That's why you see them, like, flying J's and all that stuff still running. Sometimes it's because the driver's inside trying to stay warm, and sometimes it's just because you can't turn them off in this kind of cold. Otherwise, Mm. they don't start again. Right. And nobody's taken into consideration how much fuel it costs us just to sit. Yeah. And stay warm in the wintertime. You know? I was even putting into account, it's not just the trucks, of course, the trains, and, of course, farming equipment as well. And then it suddenly struck me, for those people who are saying, well, thank God I drive gasoline. Yeah, but how does your gasoline get to the gas station? Diesel power truck? Yeah, exactly. And if you notice, like right now, everybody online are complaining about their stores being out and how they're spreading out product to make it look like their shelves are full. Yeah. That's because we can't go into California with such strict smog regulation. Mm-hmm. That are on trucks. We couldn't drive over there and pick up a load and bring it to Wyoming because of California laws. Okay. So, and this is one of the things that I went to Barasso about, oh, I don't know, six years ago. And I said, these hours of mandates, if they have to keep waving them, so that like when there was a hurricane down in the Gulf, they waved the hours of service and mandates so that we could take fuel into them and, you know, supplies and stuff. Yeah. Why do we have them? And I warned them that this was going to be coming, that trucks were going to be put under such strict, you know, strict laws that we're not going to be able to run like normal people used to run in this country. So our shelves are going to go bare, and they're getting bare every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as our fuel bill, it's probably going to triple now with winter here. Right. So there goes more of my so-called big profit. Oh, yeah. Well, now, and let's think about how much of this gets passed on to the consumer. So remember when inflation was just transitory? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? It's about to last very long. Yeah. I see it uh, bouncing back up again uh, severely because of this. Because if you crush, clamp down on diesel, everything comes to a standstill. And again, so many people drive gasoline-powered cars, they don't think in terms of diesel. Hey, one time I had a party. 
uh, and I was going to give away a fifth of Jack Daniels to the one that found something in my house that was made in America. Yeah. Four hours later and a half a dozen drunk people, <laughs> a friend of mine opened up the drawer in the kitchen and found a Dunkin' Yo-Yo. Okay. That was the thing in my house that was made in America. Right. All right. So, all right, Judy. You have a good weekend. You too. Yeah, we went through all of that, all of that, and not once did she mention Liz Cheney. Oh, sorry. Nine sixteen. Wake up, Wyoming. Fine. I just kind of bowled it. All across Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming. Some of the stories. Now, this is me doing a bit of house cleaning. Join in at eight 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 ninety seven. These stories before we get into the weekend, just so you can get them out of your head. Change. New conservative school board in South Carolina bans critical race theory and fires superintendent. On Tuesday evening, the Berkeley County School District in South Carolina swore new board members in who were elected last week, six of whom were endorsed by the conservative activist group Moms for Liberty. And remember, we have a Moms for Liberty organization here in Wyoming. The uh, head of that organization has been on this program several times. Within two hours, the school board had voted to fire the district's first uh, black superintendent, terminate the district, which had nothing to do with the race of the superintendent, by the way. That's not why they fired this person. Terminate the district lawyer, ban critical race theory, and set up committee to decide whether certain books and materials should be banned from the schools. Now, once again, let's be very careful and take a look at why certain books and materials are not allowed in the school libraries or in the classrooms. That's not banning the books altogether. That's where I reject the idea of these books are banned. They're not allowed in the schools because they're inappropriate. That's basically the reason why. Certain things are just not appropriate in certain venues. So I would be really shocked and angered if I walked into a school library and saw Penthouse Magazine or something worse there. See, I would be upset by that. Not the proper venue. So that's what we're talking about here. It's not whether you agree philosophically with the material or not. Some of this stuff, when you take a look at it, wow. Is it offensive? I mean, just really graphically offensive. Sorry. In addition, the board voted to replace the chair with a local attorney and one board member backed by Moms for Liberty. So Moms for Liberty said the sixth candidate wins Berkeley County, an example of flipping a school board in favor of people who value parental rights. For Now, this goes back to what I've been saying for quite a long time, decades, in fact. One of the problems that we have as Americans is we've just trusted our schools because for the longest time they were good. We just trusted them. And so we just let our kids get picked up by the government bus and they were driven to the government school and no one paid attention to what was going on. Well, if you don't pay attention to what's going on, this is what goes on. It gets out of control. You've got to show up to the school board meetings. You've got to show up. Do you sell PTA meetings today? Or are they called something different? You've got to show up. You've got to know what's going on in the classroom. Or things get out of control really fast. Activists start taking charge. And we've seen where that leads. And so when parents finally do show up, because up until now, school board meetings have been empty. Nobody really in, in the audience. But now people are showing up, and they're shocked to find out 
that those that they have been electing to school boards really don't want the parents showing up and flat out don't think the parents should have any say. And I know that because they have said so. I'm not going by what I think. This is what these some people on these school boards have said. So it's time just to get rid of them, rotate them out, which is what's happened here. Good to see that. Good to finally see that. Even here in Wyoming, we've had some cases where parents have finally started showing up and are really upset when they find out what actually is going on. And the answer is, if you don't like what's going on and you can't get them to change it, you can't convince them to change it, then it's time to get new people in there. That's what our system is based on. The whole system is based on, if you don't like what's going on, then... Show up, get the majority of people with you, vote, and get people in there who will agree with the majority. That's how this works. And so that's what you saw there in South Carolina. So that's one place. And now we got to see if the, what's happened around the rest of the country. Because this past election cycle actually went really well locally. Local elections were really good, especially on school boards around the country. Moms for Liberty is one organization that has been pushing nationwide, and again, that includes where I'm in, in Wyoming, but they've been pushing nationwide to make some changes and turnover, and they've been very successful at getting people organized and getting them to show up. No longer is there a, in this case, a silent majority. And in this, I've been saying this for years, victory goes to, to those who show up. And you can't just show up once and think that you make a difference. You have to show up and keep showing up and never quit showing up. It's a long-term commitment. Because the people who are in opposition to your way of thinking, they don't quit. They always show up. They never stop. So when I hear people say, well, we need to take this country back. Okay, I'm with you. Well, if you want to do that, you're going to have to show up. And then that's always been the hard part. You got to show up. You got to keep showing up. You can't just talk a good game and call your local talk show host and mouth off a little bit. You actually got to show up and keep showing up and make a long-term commitment to it. That's what this takes. And that's been one of the biggest downfalls of not just the you know libertarian movement or the conservative movement, but it's just people who they'll talk a great game over a beer with their friends but then they never actually show up to do something about it. The other side, though, has been showing up and working forcefully, and that's why they get so many uh, changes is because they just keep on showing up. So good to see this happen, not just there in South Carolina, but all over the country, and even where I am here in the state of Wyoming. Good to see this happening. I like this kind of activity on a local government level, from your school board to your county commission to your city council, This is how you make the changes for those who continue to say that somebody needs to save this country, et cetera, et cetera. Well, next time you're standing there looking at yourself in the mirror, brushing your teeth or whatever, if you want to know who that's supposed to be, you're looking at You were supposed to show up. And if you didn't, then don't go asking other people, how come is it nobody shows up? No, go look at yourself in the mirror. How come you didn't show up? That's how change is made. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. That'll be news time. Right after news time, got to look at your weather forecast. And then a nice section of open phones for you guys. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. 
talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject, fine by me. Wake up, Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. 936 at time. Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. And real quick before I get into the next subject, which you can interrupt me if you want. Uh, those people messaging me off the Wake Up Wyoming app by hitting chat, but there's also old episodes. So Wake Up Wyoming app is free to download at your app store. Just type in Wake Up Wyoming. There it is. It downloads. You get, uh, if you want, the news alerts and sports and weather. But also, if you hit On Demand, you'll see it on the toolbar left side, On Demand. Then you select old shows. If you hit Wyoming Altered States, Miss Mary is releasing season two. And there's a couple of more episodes up this morning. Two more up this morning as she releases season two of Wyoming Altered States. All those funny bits that you hear that are produced in-house on this program. Jim is in Laramie. We tried to get some new people at school board in Albany County. We had to get some we had some good candidates, but weren't able to overcome the liberals, unfortunately, UW students who were uh, many are only here for a couple of years, have a significant impact on our elections. Yeah, I can see what you're up against there. Grandpa Rich, diesel freezes, a certain reality, cold temperatures, 20 degrees. They keep trucks running to keep the fuel from freezing. Uh, White Eagle Arapahoe, guess I was thinking about diesel shortages, and then if there was ever a military movement, what would that do to our ability to fight? Great questions. All right, 888 was the phone number. Let's go to Washington, D.C. This sounds delightful. Washington, D.C. City Council votes to lower criminal penalties on carjacking, gun possession, and burglary. What could possibly go wrong? Now, let's get these people back on the streets as fast as possible. You know that, and ask a police officer this. Ask a prosecuting attorney or a judge this. How many people in your community are actually the ones committing the crime? If you got a, a community where there's a lot of crime going on, is it that everybody in that community is committing all of these crimes, or is it just a very small group of people? And there's your answer. It's a small group of people in trouble with the law over and over again. But their idea is, well, let's let them back out on the street more often. Story says, Washington, D.C. City Council on Tuesday voted to dramatically reform the city's criminal code, reducing penalties for offenses that include illegal gun possession. Let me define that. People who have been convicted of a crime where they used a gun or a violent crime, so their right to bear arms was taken away, right? That, those people are not allowed to have guns, but here they have them. Carjacking, 
even as D.C. sees a spike in homicides in recent years. Legislation which requires approval of the mayor will eliminate mandatory minimum sentences for most crimes. The Washington Post reported the lower maximum sentences for crimes such as carjacking and robbery. Well, Tuesday, the story says, vote marks the second time this month. The council has approved legislation, which is required for bills in D.C. to advance. This week's deliberation over the bill was contentious. Some council members challenged it. The bill provides or, or provisions that would lower maximum penalties for carrying a pistol without a license and, uh, well, possession, but other such things. It's the violent ones that get me. The idea that you can go ahead and commit a violent crime and you don't spend much time in jail. They let you back out sooner, especially for things like carjacking and so on. One of the reasons I just don't want to live in the city, there was a time that I did. I know I grew up on that little tiny tropical island, but uh, yeah, then I ended up moving to some cities. And I enjoyed, there are advantages to cities, and there are some that I really did enjoy living in. But there can be some serious disadvantages as well, especially when you've got a crowd like this being elected to office in Washington, D.C. I pick on California a lot. You see why. New York is a mess again. Remember, for those old enough to remember, movies like Gangs of New York? There was quite a few movies that showed New York that was just a hellhole to live in. Some of you might remember Snake Escape from New York. Remember that? Yeah, that's how bad New York had gotten. Movies were being made around it like that. It's gotten back to that condition again. It's that bad. It's that dangerous to live there once again. And what gets me is the people in New York, this is what they're voting for. They keep voting for the people that are making their situation worse. And all I can do is sit here and scratch my head and wonder, but also thank my lucky stars that I was one of those who was smart enough to say, okay, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. I lived there. There are some advantages to living in a city. There are. But as I saw it just getting worse and worse, I said, you know, just no. No. Instead, I live in an area where I can now walk the streets at night and not really worry about anything. Well, except we do have, uh, it was last summer we had a mountain lion in our area. Now that's bad. Bears can be a problem. 942, wake up Wyoming. Okay, Frank, I'm doing a little bit of house cleaning here, so just uh, going to toss you some random non-sequitur topics. Okay, here we go. Falling iguanas possible this weekend in Florida. You told us about that. Yes, yeah, this is, well, the temperatures that we're feeling here, they are actually pushing all the way down to Florida. My sister had to take her morning walk wearing a hat and gloves. What? (laughs) I know, right? I'm shocked. Yeah, I just... uh, So, anyway, with temperatures getting that cold, for those who don't know, iguanas are not native to the area, but now they're all over the place. And when it gets cold, well, they're not warm-blooded animals. So they just uh, go into a coma, I guess? I don't know. And And fall out of trees. And and they get big enough where you can get clocked on the head. It can hurt. Okay. All right. Now, here's a guy who you've seen this type here. He's got uh, the dark glasses, the beard, and the man bun thing happening there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Says, hipster, this is actually a news headline. This is actually a headline. 
Hipster gets mad that his photo was used in an article about how all all hipsters look alike. <laughs> then he finds out it wasn't him. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, that was it. That just kind of made my whole week right there, along with having the goats in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, let's go to Cheyenne, Wyoming, for this. Cheyenne Police Department captures a piglet running through the downtown area. Well, what happened? Where did it, where did it come from? Okay. Where's it going? Some year, a few years back, our Wyoming legislative body—in fact, it was—it was even on the city level. Different cities were passing ordinances about keeping pigs as pets at home. Okay, Can, then is that might, within the city limits, or could you do it yes. out in the county? In the city limits, they're talking about okay. right okay. now. You might think of a pig as in you know a big pig when you think bacon. Yeah. But there's smaller breeds, you know, and people will keep these things. They're about the size of a lap dog, and they're actually very cuddly and fun, you know. But uh, people started getting upset because, hey, there's pigs in our neighborhood. Okay. Okay. So Shan Police Department had an unusual call, a rogue piglet downtown on Thursday, according to a Facebook post. This is where you have to send out the officers to go catch the thing. Oh, boy. So the officer goes through all of this hardcore training, you know, and he's wearing uh, all of his utility belt and the vest. And, and the flashlight he, and oh, everything. He, yeah. he wants to go capture the bad guy, right? Yeah. He ends up chasing a piglet around. Piglet was caught safely, thank you to the police department. You know, if there were three of them? Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Three little piglets. Yes. Well, and with Wyoming wind, there's the huffing and puffing thing happening yeah. and all that kind of stuff there. But, yeah, every so often you see police officers in this part of the country, they have to do things like, uh, well, we've talked about roping a steer yeah, on the but, interstate. And, and, and that's a, that's a, been a real thing. Oh, yeah. Going after piglets, stuff like that. Well, that, I don't know about that. You thought that you knew what being a police officer was going to be like, but. Well, no, those are his easy days. Men's college basketball today. The Wyoming Cowboys will take on Howard University down in the Virgin Islands in the Paradise Jam Tournament. The Pokes are coming off a 76-72 loss to southeastern Louisiana back on Sunday, so they are 2-1. and one. Howard is 2-3. and three. That is a 1-15 tip-off this afternoon from way down there. And the Cowboys will play either Drake or Buffalo on Sunday in the second round, so this afternoon's game can be heard on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Women's college hoops at Division One level. The way I mean, Cowgirls lost to Denver University. We'll, we'll host Denver University tonight in Laramie. The Cowgirls are looking for their first win of the year after a road loss to North Dakota and a home loss to Gonzaga 66-64. It'll be a 6.30 start from the double line. Women's Juco basketball, 10th rated Casper College, lost for the first time this year. They were beaten by Salt Lake Community College last night at the Erickson Gym, 96-92 at the Erickson Gym. It was a close, entertaining game. Casper shot 45% from the field, but 8 of 30 from the three-point line, and they were led by Julio Palamo with 25 and Sandra Fel- Garcia with 21. So the Casper ladies are 4-1. and one. They'll host Western Nebraska at 5.30 tonight. Casper College men, they'll host the Impact Academy tonight at 7.30. Tomorrow, the Casper women will play NJC at 4 p.m. at the Erickson Gym, and the men will take on the Utah Peaks prep team at 6. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys with a huge game tomorrow night in Laramie. They'll take on Boise State. The both squads are 7-3 and three overall, coming off wins last week. And Boise is 6-for-6 six six in Mountain West Conference play, and the Cowboys are have won 5 
106. So this could be really for a berth in the Mountain West Conference Championship game as both of these teams are on top of the Mountain Division standings. And we'll see how much playing time at quarterback for the folks that, that Jaden Clemens will get. He did a decent job against Colorado State filling in for the injured Andrew Peasley. UW will need everything they can get in this game. They're two touchdown underdogs. That's a 5 p.m. kick tomorrow from War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. And we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Pro football, the Denver Broncos will host the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Both of these teams have woefully underperformed this year. The Broncos are 3-6 and six after a 17-10 loss to Tennessee last week. The Raiders were beaten by Indianapolis 25-20, so they're 2-7. So this is a pillow fight in the making. And the Buffalo Bills home game where Cleveland has been moved to Detroit due to that huge snow event that's happening right now in western New York. The Buffalo area is expecting four feet of snow when it's all said and done, so we're all out of here. The Bills with former UW star Josh Allen really have struggled lately, and Allen has thrown four interceptions in the last two games, so we'll see if he gets better playing indoors in the Motor City. That's it in sports. Be what, safe this weekend. what are you doing this weekend? I'm Lee. I'm going to Chicago. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, Where no, it's colder. Wait, 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 wait. wait. But the lake effect snow is blowing towards Chicago? No, no, no. no. Um, I don't think they'll get it this, this go-around. Although it okay. does. Like, yeah. like sometimes you have lake effect snow. You get six inches down by the lake. And where I live, where I lived, like only two. Okay. Two or three. Because I'm, you know, west of the lake. Buffalo is on the east side right. of their lake. Now, and everything goes that that's way. That's what I was going to say, because when I watch which way the wind is blowing, it looks like you ought to do okay in Chicago. But if you were on the other side of the lake, Bad you're news. in trouble. All right, Bad Frank. News. Great weekend. Hey, you too. Wake up, Wyoming. At my hearing